Have you ever wondered why we end up reverting back to the same habits or behaviors that we vowed or declared to improve upon? Maybe we said we're going to incorporate more mindfulness. Maybe we're going to decrease more time on social media or start a new diet. Maybe exercise more, pray more, meditate more, incorporate mindfulness activities. But then we revert or regress to those same old habits when life challenges us. I can attest to that. And life is full of challenges that are never going to go away. It's just what it is. Sometimes we have more responsibilities as a parent or as a caregiver towards our family. Things at work, we face a shortage in staff. These things are inevitable. So how do we cope with that? How do we maintain behaviors or protective factors when we are challenged? Challengers, welcome back to Challenge Me For You, where coaching, connection, collaboration, and innovation as a whole promotes transformation in health and wellness. I'm Nazia Basha. This is season six, episode 10. All right, so May is the month for mental health awareness, and it's also Military Appreciation Month. Using these two components, I took a break from social media. I got off of Facebook because I was witnessing that my time was being spent more on social media. I needed a break. I needed to focus more on my sleep. I needed to focus more on my in-person relationships rather than relationships that I really don't have a true connection with, which are my Facebook friends. Now, some, of course, I attest are my friends in real life, and we actually don't communicate much on Facebook more than what we do in person or over the phone. And I value that much more than an email or a text or a Facebook message. Um, so with that being said, I took a break and I noticed that there are patterns within myself where I want to start a new behavior, but sometimes I face withdrawal symptoms And these symptoms are like, oh, I wonder what people are doing on Facebook. (laughs) You know, I wonder if there's something that's changing. And that often causes me to go back and utilize these platforms once again. And this is the month I'm going to start one day at a time to withdraw myself from those platforms. I don't want to make any huge declarations of how long or exactly like completely go cold turkey uh, because I do have LinkedIn but I'll start with Facebook with that being said mindfulness can be actually part of a mindset mindset of the things we value and how to improve upon those values if we value better health better sleep more connection, then we have to look at some of the behaviors if they are aligned with how we practice 
mindfulness and make these changes or make a shift in our mindset. So today's episode is actually an interview that I did with Bridget Eileen Sisko, who is the founder of Exalted Publishing House, and her husband, Eric. Bridget really helped me publish my story in Where Social Work Can Lead You. Please check out that book. It's on Amazon. You can purchase it by using Kindle or purchase the hardcover copy. It was released on March 25th. It's a wonderful book of 24 authors sharing their journeys into, around, and out of social work. And I would like to share you that it's not about just social work. It's about diverse experiences, working with diverse populations, and coming together to share collective stories or collective consciousness to the world where everyone can relate with. So I hope you have an opportunity to check out that book. So let's dive right into mindfulness and mindset change to promote health and well-being. So it's an honor to have Bridget and her husband join me. And they will be joining soon in a few minutes. And dear listeners, I would like for you to take some time to really think about how you incorporate new behaviors and what can you do if you find yourself kind of reverting back to old behaviors or moving forward a few steps and then going back several steps. How can we show more grace and what pace should we operate when we try to incorporate new practices such as mindfulness. Welcome, Bridget. Welcome, Eric. Thank you for joining me today on this conversation on mindfulness, mindset, health, and well-being. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. Yeah, we're excited to talk about this. I mean, we, we live it, right? It's our lifestyle. And I think it's just so important for more and more people to know that there are resources available and know that this is just such a great way to live. Yeah. Yeah. And since it's a, we live in also in a fast-paced world, we kind of tend to forget. So it's nice to have a gentle reminder that mindfulness is first and we also have to take care of our needs. So before we dive into the topic, um, do you mind sharing a little bit about yourselves, where you live, what you do, and some fun facts? Sure. Uh, I'll go first and then Eric can share. Uh, so we live in New Jersey. We have a dog in the next room. Um, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a business owner. I'm a podcast host and I'm also a yoga teacher. Um, so part of my hobbies are also part of my business and my passion, but I also really enjoy gardening. We do a lot of running and races together, which I'm sure will come up um, because that's really part of our mental health practice as well as yoga meditation and breath work, which really Eric has helped me, uh, you know, understand more and get more of a practice for it. So that's a little bit about me. Well, my name is Eric and for work, I'm a conductor for New Jersey Transit. Um, But outside of that, I like to teach breath work for veterans, as I'm sure we'll touch on. And running has been a huge focus of my life over the last a couple months now. It was just general working out, um, but I've 
I love the woods and I love to spend time in nature. So I've found a way to incorporate running and doing that by doing races that are tailored towards uh, trail racing. Oh, wow, so both runners and yeah, that's amazing that you have this focus on um, breath work too. That's what I hear when you both shared. So how did this, I know both individually came to this place where this became a focus in your life. Uh, what was it like previously? Was there some sort of journey that had to unfold uh, before you to get to that awareness? So I can go first on this one. So prior to meeting Bridget, um, being healthy was not a priority for me at all. I smoked a pack of cigarettes a day for 10 years, um, went out far too much with friends, ate fast food multiple times a week. I mean, being healthy just was not in my uh, wheelhouse. And I liked to lift, but that was about it. So I met Bridget and she told me she was going for a run the next day. And that day I decided, okay, well, I'm gonna stop smoking because she probably doesn't like smokers if she's a runner. And then once we started dating, we decided to do a Spartan race, which I learned when you push yourself physically like that, you learn a lot about yourself and you have a lot more in the tank than you give yourself credit for. And once I realized that about myself, I kind of wondered where else I was not giving myself enough credit and not uh, exploring what I'm capable of. So over time, I got certified to teach breathwork after doing it a bunch on my own during the pandemic i wanted to leave the pandemic with a new skill and something to share with people so that was what i did and then it's kind of just evolved from there wow yeah yeah he really i mean it's such a i'm his partner but it's just been really beautiful to watch someone's evolution when they just take the time to get the, to know themselves and learn some practices that can support them on that journey uh, and for me this has been a practice for many many years when I was 13 14 15 I was diagnosed with Lyme disease and it manifested in my body in many different ways um, from parasites to digestive issues to immune system challenges and it was a really hard time in my life because that's a time in your life when you're trying to understand who you are and dealing with things health related where you don't have answers to those questions, it was really frustrating for me. So it really allowed me to go on this holistic healing journey where I began to learn about Ayurveda, which is a sister science to yoga, um, holistic nutrition. I'm also a certified health coach. And all of those just steps on the journey just kept opening doors for new ways that I can not only support myself, but ultimately support others. And that's why I decided to become a yoga instructor as well. And I've been teaching now for over six years. And it's just really a great opportunity. We both teach for Warrior Strong, which is the nonprofit. Um, and I also teach in a number of other underserved communities like autistic young adults and um, outpatient drug rehab centers. So we just feel really blessed to be doing good work. I mean, just like you, Nazia. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, it's quite an honor. So you did touch a bit on Warrior Strong. Um, could you share a little bit about your involvement and how do you advocate for that particular population? Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, so my good college, uh, my good high school friend, Tom Tice is the founder of Warrior Strong and many years ago we were at the gym together and he tells me, Bridget, I have this wild idea. He's not a veteran himself, but he said, 
I realize that the veteran population is a completely underserved um, part of this community and I want to figure out a way to help them. So he said, I'm going to start a nonprofit that supports veterans, dependents, and their families to bring health, wellness, um, well-being, yoga, hit classes into their life. Now he might not have said like all of that in that very moment when the initial idea was sparked, but it's really turned into a much larger organization. They're now reaching, I think, 10 states at this point with their services. Um, they've served over 400 veterans. They've had so many classes over the last couple of years, and it's just been a beautiful uh, process to to witness with this idea that has come to life and the people that have been able to be served through it. Yeah, that's, that's amazing seeing that. Eric, what about you? What's your involvement with them and how do you help that? So I teach breath work for them uh, weekly. And like I said earlier, after I got certified, um, I didn't really know what I was going to do with it. And I had mentioned to Tom that I got certified and Tom is an amazing person and he's the kind of person that it's just go like we're gonna do this so when I told him I got certified he was like okay so when are you gonna start teaching for me and I was like oh okay well so we set up a time and since then it's grown from every other week to weekly and we have an average of like 12 uh, veterans per week come to the breathwork class a lot of people coming over and over again. And like Bridget said, there's been a total of over 450 classes um, between yoga hit and breath work. And they're gonna start doing some in-person stuff, like some retreats that we're gonna teach at. So that'll be a good time too. Oh, that's great. And what do you notice initially when they start this program? Have you noticed any behavioral changes? Like initially, do you see them a certain way? And after that program, so breathwork is a funny thing because for a lot of people that's like really weird like it's not something that a lot of people know about really at all or even do so when people come in it's generally slightly apprehensive um, excited but apprehensive and not knowing how to take it and sometimes after the first class sometimes after a couple classes I've noticed um, some things that people have said were over the course of the week they've remained much more calm. Um, they've reacted to stressors far less, um, so they've been more centered throughout the week. And one veteran even shared with us that most of the week he has a hard time sleeping, but our classes are Wednesday nights. That's the only night he can sleep through the night to his alarm without, you know, waking up and having to deal with that. So that's been huge for him too. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And, um, you know, some of the veterans are experiencing just the challenges after they get out of active duty and they're becoming a civilian again and coming back into just life. So there's a lot of challenges within that transition and finding the community and finding the people. So it's been really big for them to just be surrounded by friends who are experiencing similar things and to not feel so alone. Um, and in addition to that, some of the veterans have dealt with sexual abuse and sexual trauma. So even to just have a safe space to just be with other people where they know that they are just in a safe community, everyone's working on themselves, everyone's taking care of themselves, everyone's doing the things that support their healing process. So it's really beautiful to just be a part of it. We feel so grateful Very to be grateful. a part of it. Yeah, it's grateful to both involved that way. Yeah, to help them. Oh, and to, they just don't have to have expectations of themselves going into 
these classes so like they can truly just be and let all of their weekly stress and you know weekly to-do lists kind of at the door and just actually carve out time for their mental health and just for themselves which is I mean veteran or not that's hard to do in general we live very busy lives so right that's like you said perfectly we live very busy lives but that also requires a mindset change and what do you think personally from your experiences you both share that you had some changes to go through from where you were before and now that you have this whole mindset of health and well wellness um did you struggle did you notice any challenges like oh initially i i want to change but it's like taking 10 steps no taking one step forward 10 steps back did you witness any challenges along the way uh, for me it's kind of old habits die hard so um it was kind of replacing old habits with new like not giving myself time to go back on old habits and also one thing that has really helped me with my mindset is at the beginning you know you want to be perfect at what you're doing and get it right and you know not fail like you want to meditate every day and you miss a day and you're upset about it but one of the biggest things for me mindset wise has been realizing it's okay to f not you know be a hundred percent it's okay like we're not perfect and as long as you're trying and you're working even if you're one percent better every day even if instead of running 20 miles one day if i went for a one mile walk being okay with that in myself and saying that i've i've accomplish something has been, I think, the biggest mindset change for me. Yeah, I think what's been really helpful for me on that journey is the company I keep and the people I spend time with. You know, it's very hard to implement these changes in your life when you are surrounded by people who don't feel the same way and who don't put these types of things first. Uh, like for instance, we were away this weekend with friends and we spoke up on Sunday morning and we did our workout. And it's okay that not everyone else did, but at least I had someone else to, to do that with. And I've just found that the support of community and friendship and people who are just on a similar path who support you um, in your dedication to yourself that's been really helpful for me personally. That's great that you were able to have Eric join you and you both share those similar values. <laughs> so that's that's a blessing, yeah, great. Now, do you mind um, doing a, a little breathwork practice in this episode? It's totally voluntary, you don't have to. Is it something you'd like to share, how you do it? And we don't yeah. have to. <laughs> yeah, if you wanna do like two rounds of Wim Hof, we could do right. two rounds of Wim Hof. Right. Well, before we get started, do you mind sharing a little bit about Wim Hof? Since so the Wim Hof method was developed by a guy named Wim Hof, and it's kind of three core tenets of uh, mindset, cold exposure, and breathing. So the breathing technique um, can be a little intense for some people to start because it's um, 30 power breaths and then followed by a retention on an exhale for a period of time and then a retention on an inhale. And basically what happens is you kind of put yourself in a fight or flight state, like you release chemicals that put your body in a fight or flight state and you learn to sit with that and you learn how to calm your mind down when your mind is wanting to go, go, go. I need to get out of this, I'm, you know, this isn't comfortable. You learn to say to yourself, no, I'm okay. I can sit in this, 
I'll be here for five more seconds, this will pass, and then kind of get through it. Um, so for me, that was the biggest thing, but um, yeah. Yeah, it's a really, it's a simple practice. Anyone can do this at any at any time. I would not recommend doing this while you're driving. So if someone's listening to this while they're driving, please pull over or pause this for another time. Uh, but it's so simple. I think that's the beauty of a practice like breath work or mindfulness or meditation is that you don't need to go anywhere outside of yourself to to do the thing and to have the practice and, and to feel different in your body. So yeah, let's do it. Let's do a round. All right. So first we're going to start by finding a comfortable position, close your eyes, just begin to notice your breath in and out through the nose, nothing to do, nothing to control, just your natural breathing rhythm. Take this time to just connect with your body, maybe it's the first time you've done it today. Give yourself a quick body scan, starting at the top of the head, working your way down the back, down the arms, all the way to the toes. Just try to release any tension. And in just a moment, we'll start the Wim Hof portion. And just as a reminder, if it gets too intense, you can take a break. This is your practice. I'm just here to guide you. And on the next inhale, do a big inhale through the nose or mouth. Exhale through the mouth. Inhale through the nose or mouth. Exhale. In and out. Breathe in. Breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, keep going, no pause between the inhalation and exhalation, in and out, full conscious inhale, nice easy release, in and out, breathe all the way down into the bottom of the lungs, and exhale. You're doing great. Again, no pause between inhalation and exhalation. The breath should be like a wave breaking on a beach. In and out. Inhale, exhale. In with peace, out with stress. In with love, out with fear. Keep going, you're doing great. 10 more, fully in, letting go, in and out, inhale, exhale, breathe in, breathe out, inhale, exhale, three more, in, out, last one, Big inhale and release. Hold the empty lungs after the exhale. Hold the empty lungs. We'll be here for just a few moments. 
try to notice the heartbeat. Can you slow it down? Notice if you've built up any warmth in the body. If you need to breathe before I give the cue, that's okay. If your hands and feet are tingling, that's also okay. Just a few more moments. And five, four, three, two, one. Big inhale and hold. Fill the lungs and hold. This is the recovery breath. The holding is where the healing happens. And five, four, three, two, one. Exhale. We'll do one more round. In and out. Inhale. Exhale. Breathe in. Breathe out. In and out. Into the belly, into the chest, and release. Inhale, exhale. Breathe in, breathe out. You're doing great. No pause between inhalation and exhalation. In and out. Inhale, exhale, breathe in, breathe out. We'll do five more, in and out, inhale, exhale, in with peace, out with stress, in and out, in, out, last one, inhale, Exhale, and hold after the exhale. Hold those empty lungs. Try to quiet the mind. Stay present with the body. Notice any feelings that come up. Notice any thoughts that come up. Allow them to come and go like a boat on a river. And if you need to breathe before I give the cue, that's okay. This is your practice. We'll be here for just a few more moments. And five, four, three, two, one. Big inhale and hold. Last recovery breath. 10 more seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Exhale. Keep the eyes closed. So we already just had a beautiful experience. Wonderful experience. Thank you. How was that? Very relaxing. I just went into a different realm just doing that exercise. Yeah, a lot of people sometimes on the weekly call there's our friend Finn uh, a lot of times I've fallen asleep actually like it can bring you in such a deep into such a deep place that it's just a feeling that you can't describe and it's so beautiful to have these practices like in our pocket 
Yeah, it's amazing. I was just, I feel so much lighter and at ease than I was feeling earlier, just coming back from work and all kind of tense, but like jumping onto this podcast and, you know, it was just nice interviewing you both. But do you have anything else that you would like to share? Uh, just as, as far as the Wim Hof practice goes, if you are pregnant or on your cycle, um, just take that really easy. Um, and if you have a history of heart conditions or epilepsy, I would just find a different breathing practice just so that way it's not too intense. You can add it to the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. A disclaimer. A disclaimer. Driving. Don't do this if you're pregnant or nursing <laughs> or have any heart conditions or on your cycle. So thank you. I would just say for people listening that want to just start a practice, my philosophy is that we have to dream big, but we, we get to start small. And sometimes we don't run the marathon tomorrow. We can set the marathon as the goal, but we can do little things each and every day, like walk and then walk a little further and then run and then run a little further to build up to the place that we want to be. So if you're listening to this now and you know any of the things that we've talked about feel far away, all you need to do is just put one foot in front of the other and keep in good company, believe in yourself, read some of the good books that remind you that all is possible and you know continue to listen to podcasts like this that inspire you. And remember to give yourself grace. We're all just human trying to do our best being human and uh, none of that is perfect. So it's okay to not be perfect. Being mindful in the process of a mindset change and being yes. <laughs> helpful. Well, this is lovely. Thank you both. Well, we are evolving daily here at Challenge Me For You. Be well. Peace. Thank you so much. <laughs>